At Sport Clips Haircuts, they hairdo like no one else hair does. That's because not only is it the home of the champion haircuts, but they also made relaxing and unwinding the name of the game. With the MVP haircut experience, your haircut gets turned up a notch. That's because the MVP is more than just a haircut. It's a spa day for your hair follicles. It's a seven pressure point massaging shampoo along with perfectly steamed hot towel all while sports plays on TV. You can want it all and have it all at Sport Clips. It's a game changer. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's Dan Soder and Big J Okerson. Welcome to the Bonfire Podcast. We'll have new episodes every morning, Tuesday through Friday. And if you want more Bonfire, you can always hear our full show every day on SiriusXM. The Bonfire. Maybe my favorite comic to watch live. Uh, it is the hilarious Tony Roberts joining us. Hey, hey, hey! Look for that crowd. Look at that standing ovation, Dan. Yeah, that's it's a whole stadium for you. <laughs> hey, yeah. check it out. When you're talking about too soon and, and doing stuff, they should have edited out. When they, the last the last year they did Comic View, yeah, was in New Orleans. So I was on stage. I said, "Hey, I'm from Detroit," and everybody's some people clapping. I said, "One of the home of the pioneers, Rosa Parks. She lived there." Blah blah blah. I said, "I met her a little while ago. She's getting old. She wrote a book called What Bus." <laughs> right <And> so <laughs> motherfuckers was rolling some people were laughing a lot of people were laughing and so wait a minute so a month later she died oh shit she died oh shit oh shit and you taped that episode before it comes out did you know they didn't edit it out oh. they didn't oh. edit it out so you she died so you you do that joke it a kills. Month, three and a half weeks later, a month later, she died. And dies. you're really the only person outside of an editor in an editing bay that knows that that joke is about to be put on the no, world. No, you know what? I don't blame. I'm not mad at the editor and then because the editor just thought it was fucking my hilarious. My mama. Oh, Jesus. A hundred people called me. Oh, Jesus. I said, they said, well, why could you do that? Oh, she Jesus. was alive when oh, I did it. Oh, don't give me that shit. It was dude. a funny joke. It's funny now. You're, so, you're just the disappointment call? <laughs> Rosa Parks. Rosa, no, they fucking, people's like, Tony, Rosa Parks that. Are you happy now? <laughs> no. Dude. Fuck. A black, a, a black mother calling her, you got to mute that. A black mother calling her son. <laughs> oh, for the death of a civil rights icon. I mean, what a great joke. Was like, How could you? In Detroit. <laughs> Motown, oh. anybody, all this. The, oh, the, the, oh, come on. That has got to be the best. Why you weren't even on the bus with her? Oh, yeah. The only, <laughs> the only thing worse possibly comedically than that would be you doing a joke where you fake murder your girlfriend and then she disappears and then your they special like, comes out and, and then they're like, what, that kind of did shit. you fucking murder her? And well, like, it's funny when it's a specific person. Yeah. Like, I like when you get the blanket thing. I've said this on the show before, but except for the trans joke I do on, yeah. uh, on Netflix and it comes back and like, it's a joke that has to do about, the, it's the story of me thinking about having sex with a trans right. girl and uh, but I say tranny in it, which I know is like the trigger point of the problem yeah yeah and they uh but when they sometimes when they come at you they go that's great he goes nice joke do you think it's funny that trans people get 
murdered in record numbers every year just for being who they are. I'm like, that's horrible. Like, <laughs> I didn't know that. You know, what the, but not even that. It's like, but it's also like, I didn't what does that to that? do with like, my joke's definitely not helping that be the numbers. Do you, like, yeah. That's yeah, like, why you want to make it funny, you bad they, news? Get, they get murdered. But you do say that in the joke? Yeah. Dude, my best question. Do you think that's what I want? Jokes, I've had jokes where the, where, with the word rape in it, and they always go, I said the blanket statements are so funny, they go, so the, one of the silliest questions I've ever been asked in my life more than once is they go, you think rape's funny? Like, the action? Jesus No. Christ. No. Who the hell thinks that? Dude, you, <laughs> you gotta go. Yeah, like, yeah, like why would you act for some shit goes, like that? That's crazy to think that anyone, I go, I think only rapists would think that. Well, what's yeah. weird is also whenever it's a subject that you're joking about, they hone in on the subject and you're like, yeah, I'm a branch off of that. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. This isn't. I'm just. I'm just pulling Thank something. You. from I put up Thank a. You. I had a joke from that Colin Quinn drive-through drive-in special where I all I said is take a picture with you with a mask on and then you can lie for the rest of your life and said you wore a mask all the time. Mm-hmm. If it turns out that that was a good thing, the way our grandparents lie about wanting to fight in World War II because they didn't. <laughs> they did. All of our grandpas they were did. like, I don't even know any Jewish people. Right. Why do I give a fuck? fuck? Right. And it's like, I'm not going to go fight it. And then I thought I would catch shit for that line. And what I caught shit was like, you libtard, you want to wear a mask? You're like, that's not even, that's the fucking that's setup. The, that's, that's what you got out of that? Yeah, you're like, it's people just. That's They're looking the, for the trigger word. Yeah, that's, that's it. what it is. They're looking for the word that's going to fucking get them mad. But there's some, everybody got something. Yeah, but something. I mean, yours is quintessentially hilarious. That you're like, <laughs> what bus? Got her. And then like a month later, they go, just in the news story, they go, Civil rights icon Rosa Parks has taken a turn for the worst. Oh, Tony's man. in a hotel. And he's like, turn this shit up. What the fuck? <laughs> like, hey, turn so, that up. But I didn't think to call BET and say, hey, hey can um, you not? I know y'all editing now. You're about the season about to start. Can you can you edit that piece? I didn't even think about that because I'm thinking they would do that. Yeah, they take care of you. They, but they hated me. Yeah. I was set up. Dude, I, did that, that, I did that episode. I did that season of Comic View that technically wasn't Comic View, but was that one mic stand. Oh, shit. They had to shoot it twice because, like, the first one, Ray Lepowski, the comic, like, a woman, like, attacked him with a high heel shoe <laughs> on stage. It was, like, a weird purchased shit audience. Shit always happened to him. It was a, it was a fucking... <laughs> it was crazy. Just he, he the attacked that, with a high just heel. Talk, just the fact that you brought this Ray story. Ray Lepowski is a albino, bad luck black dude. <laughs> <laughs> The fact that Tony co-signed it so fast, like, everything happens to that guy. <laughs> like he's, it always like happens. Like, I think, true, I think, happened, to, I think something happened to him on Bad Boys of Comedy, too. Like, it's just this guy's life. is just people being like, stop trying to be funny. I'll fucking kill you. Dude, that's always the funniest. He's like, it's oh, Chicago, right? Oh, yeah. Chicago, Ray Holy yeah. shit, dude. And shit always happened to him, man. Oh, dude, that's just such a funny thing. Oh, man, that guy always gets Women funny. hate him when they get off stage. <laughs> Women talk shit about him because the way he talked to them, talk about them because he's married to a black girl he could just say anything yeah he, uh, what the fuck well that's my question about gary owens do you what, think what now well he went on a date with wendy williams so he's fine no that's what he said what happened he, i just talked to him yesterday in the oh yeah, yeah you said you he bu- said um uh, we talked for like 25 minutes um uh, he said wendy williams set me up i said what'd she do <laughs> she asked me to go out to dinner because she got a group going to dinner some her team so let's get there it's her and four other people we all at the big table, and then 
literally three minutes later, everybody left. Oh, so no. she sat up next to him. She ma- wait, she mafia bossed him? She tried to She's like, now that lead him along. in to saying something. <laughs> After she what? shanghaied him on the show, she, I watched it today. Yeah. She was really doing like a, did you cheat? So you cheated. He's like, well, I'm not divorced yet, so I can't really get into all that. He's like, you cheated, didn't you? Well, <laughs> Yeah, she's like, trying to shit that. That was, that was how she lived. Dude, she she want to put the claw in you. I said, she, I, you know, she, she used to be around comedy a lot. No, her, yeah. me, Capone, Rob Stapleton, and somebody else, it was four of us, she used to take us on the road with us. Really? Yeah. We did like seven cities. And she would but, just like present. But the, the, her husband was fucking it up. Was cheating out of money and shit. She didn't know it. Jeez. So we'd be like, we ain't doing this shit. And she said, what's going on? That motherfucker right there. He was just and taking all the money. He was just cheating us out of, with excuses, giving us half, yeah, he most was of just the money. Like, he was one of them guys. She'd have, been, she'd have been this big years years before that if it weren't for him. Damn. Yeah. We watched The Lifetime. I watched The Lifetime Wendy Williams. Movie. I'm. I thought for a long time that I thought she was ridiculous and shitty and stupid. Mm-hmm. And then I watched that show now. Like, she might be a genius. No, she know how to grab you. She just yeah. know. I, I'm saying she has the most dead, uh, the most comfort with dead air I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, she'll be like Kanye West, and just sit there, and everybody be like, "Whoa!" And then, and then she's like, and then she'll just like start opening up like a lozenge, and the crowd will just start clapping. She's got that white lady they in the audience clap. going. Up. Today I saw her on the Gary Owens episode. They pull a wide shot, so when Wendy Williams goes, "How you doing?" The, you know the whole crowd does it back to her, but she is like she's an applause sign. This lady, oh, she goes, yeah. she's like, oh my god, you all better fucking do the move. <laughs> right. We're live, right. and, and she will fucking kill me. Tell you, yeah, like and, she's uh, she's like a boss bitch for sure. But I, but everything that I was I was laughing at her for. Now I just I'm turned around. I go, she's fucking great. She did a thing. We have a, 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 a an audio drop that we use of her movie. Because you knew she was going to tell her story of just like it's oh, yeah. straight her kicking ass the whole time. You know how you see in all biop movies, mm-hmm. it's clearly written by the guy that. Yeah. Was, like uh, my favorite was Straight Out of Compton, mm-hmm. clearly written by Dre. Yeah. yeah Everyone yeah. else had a problem. They never brought up Dre beating women. No, they were like slapping D Barnes. They go, go D Barnes because there's the whole little thing there or whatever. But then anyway, I get arrested speeding down the street. Yeah, but all all the, all the dialogue <laughs> is like. Damn it, Andre. You are such a genius. Why are you such a genius? My least favorite like, thing. If I could just get Eric to act right. My least favorite thing was straight out of Compton. That's funny as shit. My least favorite thing is straight out of Compton, by far, was uh, him walking into a room with Snoop Dogg. Stupid and Snoop Dogg's like, do, 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 do. He's like, no. Do, 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 do. He's like, that's it. And then uh, he starts playing that over. And then Snoop Dogg goes, he goes, what's that right there? One, two, three. And, just, uh, and you're like, flying shut through the it. fuck up. Ain't no fucking yeah, yeah. way. You're like, shut the fuck up. Like, you just say, what is that? Keep that going for a minute. And then you do the whole song. Yeah, here's the biggest song in the Get next three dick. summers. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm calling it right now. And when it does happen, the three of us will get together to do a podcast Strictly breaking it down when the Kevin Hart biop movie oh, comes boy. out, mm-hmm. and they do Kevin Hart's oh. biop, but they can't do it because Gary Coleman did. <laughs> <laughs> but who are they gonna play? Emmanuel Lewis. He's Emmanuel still Lewis. Yeah. Emmanuel Lewis. Yeah. They're gonna get Webster out of retirement to play him. Dude, but, MC Hammer played Kevin Hart. Would be pretty hilarious. But dude, if they when they do that bio and you guys see that line where he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, okay, that's it, that's the joke." 
Kev just did another. Uh, yeah, he just did another serious movie, so he's moving over. Yeah, to, uh, the which, sun which, by the sun. I'm telling yeah, you, the bio will be coming. No, by it's, and it's going to be fantastic because yeah, the, what they all do like. One of my favorite things they did at Corey Feldman is a big subject on the show. He's out of his head, and uh, with his you know, his son, and everything. someone tweeted at me today. His son's trying to be a boxer. Really? He might tune He's us gonna up. Come fuck our shit. Corey up. Feldman's yeah. son. Corey yeah. Feldman's son might be putting a hurt on Jay and I. It's possible, but uh, yeah, I don't know. My hands ain't fast like that. But he, uh, but Corey Feldman, uh, yeah, he fucking we're like a big thing with him on the show. And if I'm trying to lost the point, you were talking about the biop. Oh, the biops. Yeah, yeah, he made his uh, biop pick about him and Corey Haim and we just know this guy's like personality on what he does he has a he has a scene opening in the movie where in school some bigger kids are teasing him because he's in the Lost Boys because he's in the biggest hit of the summer <laughs> coolest movie to children in the world the right. Lost Boys right uh, you know the vampire movie yeah and he's like and the guy's walking goes, goes hey fang boy <laughs> it's the vampire movie kid like that certainly never happened and right then he, and then he's like leave me alone he goes into a bathroom uh, in the school and the three kids come in there and I heard this is told to us by two people we trust very much me and Dan were watching this separately right different places different times but both of us, Christine told Dan this is true, and Dan's uh, roommate at the time t- told me this was true. We both paused the movie right there and looked at the person we were with and went, he's going to win this fight. Yeah. We both. <laughs> like he's not going to have it. He's not going to lose this fight. We just knew his personality. We were like, if he's making a biography about this, he doesn't lose this fight. Fucked up two of them. The he might have lost the fight. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> By the way, in a better movie... That's why I got to him, and yeah. he had to put that in there. Exactly. A better movie would have been him losing the him fight. Him losing course. the fight. But here's, he doesn't understand that, and Wendy Williams had a little bit... Of, she she knows that she could share enough of her fucking shit with the husband and stuff, that she's giving you enough of herself, but she still won't be real about some things. Tony, because, this, this scene where it was her yeah, getting it on... It was her, her first time getting on air at one, in New York. 105 or something. So right. it's like she does this thing where she establishes herself, and then she just... Wants it so bad, she just keeps coming back to the waiting room and just keeps coming back to the waiting room. And finally, in the waiting room, just not, in the not, waiting no room, no appointment, just sitting in the waiting room, sitting in the waiting room. And finally, the DJ that was on, that was her idol, just calls out. And so they come out into the waiting room and they're like, "You're here." Hey, can anybody do the most important shift of our day? Who's just randomly sitting in the like they wouldn't pull someone, <laughs> and they pull her in. Can anybody do the most important shift of the day? Who's randomly just sitting around? Anybody yeah. want to do this? Anybody, you wanna... uh, you've been and they like, "Oh, you've been sitting here. You with the mop. Yeah. Drop that mop. <laughs> yeah. <and get> over. <laughs> Essentially, okay. yeah. you work through all the highlights magazines in the fucking waiting room. Get but, over here. Yeah. So she goes in and right away her first. No nerves at all. She gets on and she's like, and what's with Bobby Brown doing that cocaine or whatever and some, some personal thing she just says about right. somebody. And then the the guy comes in and says, he goes, Wendy, when she goes on break. The program director. Yeah, program, he goes, Wendy, goes, what are you doing? You can't say things like that on the radio. And she goes, what? I'm just talking and saying things. And what is he No, he saying? goes, my fans. Listeners want to know this type of stuff. I mean, they have a right to know. It's revolutionary. <laughs> he just turns on a dime. He turned in the movie. I swear to God, it doesn't make any sense. He goes, "You can't be doing this." That's why I didn't watch that shit, dude. It was so crazy, dude. It was right. so crazy. He's trying that... to follow. Even Howard Stern didn't have it that goddamn easy. I know. No. Documentary. <laughs> Come on, man. Do- the documentary is great because it's her with no makeup on, crying about the story. But she's also in these crazy, 
like leg treatment for her wacky ankles. Oh, really? Yeah. So these I big, believe that. These big air boots, and it's just yeah. her sitting there like crying and screaming about this dude. You know, I mentioned her in a joke I used to do, um, but it never gets laughs in New York or Jersey. Because they love her too much? I don't or? know why. Oh, Connecticut, they don't. They just like scared the laugh of it. But Midwest <laughs> or anywhere else. I got to think, you know what? I'm not, if I know anyone believe Danny Glover and Wendy Williams are the same person. Because <laughs> look at they, they never see them together. And look at their jaws. Can nobody have jaws that strong? They can drink peanut butter through a straw. <laughs> Only them two. She'd be like, how you doing? Riggs! She'd be a lethal weapon. And... <laughs> And then on the, on the East Coast, motherfuckers don't laugh at this. Like up in uh, <laughs> Riggs, dude, that, Jersey, New York, Connecticut, they're scared to laugh at that. Do they, uh, do Danny Glo- <laughs> I wonder if she, the first time Jay got me to watch it, he, I, I came over and he's like, we're watching an episode of Wendy Williams. And I told him it had Kim Jong-un feel. Like she was just this North Korea dictator and everyone in the room is like, smile for the supreme leader. Yeah, that's, yeah. And like, she got yeah. nervous for sure. Yeah. She got everyone real scared. But also, she's talking about the most nonsensical shit. <laughs> and the audience, when they nod at her, it's like she's talking about like standing up for yourself and making yeah. a change in the world. She's like, Kanye just got to get together. He is bad news. And it just goes to the audience, and someone's like, mm. Yeah. I've seen her compliment yeah. somebody, girl, that's a good, like a scarf. I love that scarf you got on. They better start crying. She was so happy. <laughs> that's that came from H and M. That one, beautiful ass. Yeah, but she she got that. Tell you, man, they Dude. got followers like a church. Yeah, if they follow you, you can tell them anything and make them do almost anything. Yeah, look at Joel Osteen. There was that flood oh, in Houston, God and they're like, "You gonna open up your doors?" Like, say what? Say what? <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't <laughs> hear you. I'm sorry, I have all this brand new fresh yeah. water pool in my ear. Yeah. I'm in a hel- I'm in a helicopter. I can't, I hear, can't you. hear you. I'm trying to talk to God real quick. What I can't was trust nobody who oh. stop smiling. Oh, it's raining in Houston. I Dude, can't- yo. How are you going to follow somebody that won't stop smiling through the whole... God, I just talked to him. If you told me that you talked to someone and you wouldn't stop smiling, I wouldn't believe you in a well, second. I know that damn way. If you were like, no. I, just, I just talked to Jay, and he is so happy <laughs> Jay. for what's going to... If, if I told you a story, and I'm like, I just got done talking to Jay. <laughs> Best news you've ever heard in your life. You'd be like, get the fuck away from me. Hey, what's going on? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Everybody needs a little help in life. Uh, I've been going to therapy for years, and BetterHelp is an amazing way to do it. Why? Because you need a neutral place. You need somewhere to go to set your goals, to have somebody help you, guide you, focus you on achieving the things you want to get to. A lot of days people wake up and try to white-knuckle life. That's not the way to do it. And sometimes there's a lot of stuff you can't talk to about my wife. I can't talk to her with friends. I need a neutral place where I can say and be honest and let it all out and let the heavy load of life off my shoulders with somebody who's professional. And that's where BetterHelp stays in. The best way to squeeze the special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy, it can help you find what matters to you so you can do more in life. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, which is awesome, designed to be convenient and flexible and suited to your schedule, not theirs. Just fill out a brief questionnaire. You you get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime you want. There's no additional charge. If you don't like that person, find somebody you vibe with, which is important, at no extra charge. Here's the deal. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bonfire. Today, you get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bonfire. Go now.
become a better person. Real quick, let's talk about one of our awesome sponsors over here at the Bonfire, and that is Metro by T-Mobile. Mmm. Isn't it obnoxious when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine printer bills that seem to go up for no dang reason at all? I hate that. Actually, brands usually want me to say a lot of yada yada when I do ads like this. But at Metro by T-Mobile, there's nada yada yada. That means no contracts, no price hikes, no surprises. They don't even want me to speed through the legal. So here it is. When they say no price hikes when you join, they mean your price will never increase for talk, text, and smartphone data plans. Their only exclusions are for limited-time promos, per-use charges, and third-party services. I guess that really is nada, yada, yada. Go to Metro by T-Mobile right now and switch while you can. That's Metro by T-Mobile, nada, yada, yada. You don't think I'm a sports guy. Oh. But I am a sports guy, but you don't have to be a stats guy. You don't have to be an expert. You don't have to know everybody to use this. And I'm excited. Prize picks, Prize picks dude. I get to I get to actually go on and have fun. It is with, self-explanatory. With sports, and it's easy to use, even f- if you're an expert. If But if you're a novice like me, football season, it may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Quite simply, this is easy enough for Chicks and Bob to use. Get in on the excitement with prize picks right now. America's number one fantasy <laughs> sports app. gamble on it. <laughs> and Bob, where you can turn your hoop knowledge into serious cash. I don't have that much knowledge, but you know what? You don't need it. You can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks. I know what that means. Yeah, well, it's pretty amazing. You're just going against the projected stats yeah. of... Two to six players. It's great. Uh, more or less. That's it. So if they say LeBron James, uh, 30 points tonight, you're picking if he's going to get more or less than that. More, only. That's it. Quick 31 points, you win. Yep. 29 points, you lose. Yeah. 30 points, I think, is a push. And you know what? You can turn $10 into thousands of dollars, which I love with the NBA, NHL, college basketball entries today. Listen, conference tournaments are here, which means the biggest moments in college basketballs are, are getting closer. Be part of the action on prize picks for both men and women and, and Bob. Bob. College basketball prize picks even uh, offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets hurt. Tomorrow's uh, live show, I would say Bobby's projected farts are four. I'm going to go with more than that. Oh, my God. I'm hitting the over on Bob Farts on Monday. Yeah. yeah. So you want to be in on this? Download the app today and use code BONFIRE for a first deposit match up to $100. That's code BONFIRE, B-O-N-F-I-R-E, for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Hey, real quick, let's talk about one of our amazing sponsors over here at the Bonfire, and that is Babbel, everybody. You know, one in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college, and Babbel has over 10 million subscriptions sold to date. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Bobby. What's up, Jay? How are you? I am doing bueno. Bueno. 
Yeah. That's what I learned from Babel so far. I le- wanna, bueno. Want to know what I learned from Babel? Buenos noches. Non paletano, molto bene. What? Scusi. You watch your mouth. Bueno note. Omerta. Buenos Aires. <laughs> La Costa Nostra. Roberto. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash bonfire. Get 55% <laughs> off at babbel.com slash bonfire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bonfire. Rules and restrictions may apply. Jay was watching a 2020 that he wanted to bring up a subject. I'm an old man. I watch 2020 now. Dude, don't worry. It's your six, you're you're going to graduate to 60 <laughs> minutes and catch up to my old ass. 60 minutes is that's a little bit older. And Golden Girls. Oh, <laughs> tight writing. Find me a show with tighter writing than Golden Girls. It's legit great Shit. joke writing. Have you ever watched Mom? Oh yeah, the the Chuck Lorre show. Is oh, that no. Chuck Lorre? No, is it Mom with a uh, with the girl the alcoholics. Yeah, yeah, where they play the alcohol going, but I think that is a Chuck Lorre produced oh, yeah, that, show. Yeah, yeah. they got the speed. Yeah, that motherfucker. But Golden hilarious. Golden Girls is Golden, like joke, joke, joke. They, they are fucking, like that. Well, on, and Frasier. Yeah, on twenty twenty tight writing twenty twenty this week. I watch it when I'm on the road. Yeah, and when I was watching twenty twenty, it was a story about which I wish I, I don't know how this one slipped through the cracks. It sounds like a pretty crazy story, but a girl. I don't want to have her name Vanessa. We'll get her last name. But White she, girl. Uh, uh, no, no, she's a Hispanic girl mm. went missing at a Fort Hood military base, and when they just tell the story, like they finally found her buried in three separate graves as her body was chopped up uh, completely. In Texas. In Texas, yeah, yeah it, the Fort it, Hood thing, yeah. And then, they, by the way, when they were f- looking for her body, they found remains of other bodies. It was also a mass shooting, and I was saying that Fort Hood is like the Arizona State University of fucking <laughs> Fuck, man. A military base. I, goes, I go, if you're getting stationed there, man, you better. It's like, whew, I better get my drinking tolerance up because it looks like a party down Dude. there. What the hell is Vanessa going Gian. on? Uh, yeah, Vanessa Guillen. Oh, yeah. oh, really? Yeah, so they, they found her missing, but then, yeah... It, it started coming uncovered that Fort Hood, everyone there just parties, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know I'm just not saying it's party. It just seems like a place where like all the bad shit that happens in a military base, mm-hmm. it always happens at Fort Hood also. Like, but t- you know what? That, but you know what? That area is big for uh, human trafficking. Really? Yeah. Oh, because it's right by the Mexican it's right, border. Yeah, it's right this down. This just came up like, an hour ago, actually. An hour ago? Really? Yeah. Fort soldiers. Fort Hood soldiers. For being paid to smuggle people across Texas, Fed said, "Of course." I mean, of course. That's some, you know what's funny though? If they wanted, soldiers. To, you know what though? If they wanted to make <laughs> <the> this, <laughs> if they wanted to make this a light, airy '80s comedy, yeah. they could completely do that. If they were like, they were the worst army base in the world. I'm telling you, the but army they, base are muleing people yeah. from Mexico. They but, could be, it could be back mash. Yeah, it would be like strikes. It'd be a Fort Hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called Fort Hood. They'd be just total misfit. Fuck up. But you can make it like an HBO dark comedy where they're like, uh oh. Soldiers Haw- getting paid? Hawkeye. To help Hawkeye got caught being people? A, yeah. Did you guys know Are that? You serious? Oh, it's funny. All this yeah, terrorism like, we got be... going on? This motherfucker. <laughs> like the general, the general of the whole base, like wears like you know three D movie glasses. <laughs> one's like blue, one's red. He's wet. He's zany. Oh, the poster, the poster for Fort Hood, the movie, like the National Lampoon's yeah. Fort Hood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like people, and they're like, that'd be funny. Turns out Sergeant Jenkins is a coyote, and he's smuggling people. <laughs> oh, he's like, be like, oh. a, like a big titted, washed up porn <laughs> yeah. star who's like walking around. Goes, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a lawn and need come. And I'm, I'm a 
new private here. But what if, the, what, if the, what if the woman who worked at the bar was be on base? She's an ex-soldier, but no, she's so old. She thinks she still got it. And then there's the uh, one, like a, the one-legged Iraq War veteran who's just yeah, it's a always frosty always, boy. Yeah, yeah. But no matter what, man, they can they cannot. They, the mur- they murder a lot down there, it looks like, and it looks, or they are terrible at covering it up. <laughs> they, they get they caught on everything. To, let me tell you, I was in there in the mid-'80s. Really? In, in Fort Hood, I right? just got to in the military, met these guys, and bam, I was selling drugs. At Fort Hood? <laughs> I just got, I've been there for four months, and I was, I was selling up and selling cocaine and weed. That is fucking crazy. I say, I say and they would look at me like I wasn't a soldier. Yeah. It was like, it was two of soldiers, two of us, it was four of the guys we met. Kicking at the bar, they say, "Come on, hang out with us." They said, "So, actually, want to let y'all know that we sell drugs here, so yeah. we don't really live here. So, if y'all want to get down, we can put y'all, you know." And so we looked at each other like, "We ain't doing shit else." I mean, so I get off work. It's what time you get off work? What shift can you do? And before you know it, we did like almost a year of that. I'm like, you know what? We, we can go to prison for this. <laughs> this is so, that's so funny. So we just stopped, but they they. They don't give a fuck. They party a lot. That what means- made you join the military just to get out of Detroit or something? Just do something yeah. different? Because, like, where you weren't, like, a gung-ho, like... Because like- I, come, I come from Michigan State family. My sister's always going to uh, college back-to-back. Then my, when the, I'm the last one. And when that came to me, I told my mother, don't even waste your money on this. <laughs> <laughs> don't even waste the books too thick. I ain't trying to read all this shit. But right in the uh, Army, I'd be back out. And blah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. yeah. As They're- soon as I got out, I started comedy. I did 10 years in there. Damn. 10 years. If you, I said I, I asked you during the commercial break. My favorite. You told me the story in Germany because we were talking about the military. So we were there from the military bases, and you were telling me about uh, where you went in the military. You see, Sergeant Bilko. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> Skimming white my way. I didn't learn shit. I didn't Dude, want to learn nothing. That's so what I'm getting, saying. I do. I think we need to put you in the National Lampoon's Fort Hood movie as like the thank you as like the Van Wilder. But my of first the, my first unit for one year was in Korea. Okay. So I was goofing off and shit. This and this. So and now they say if you go take up a Taekwondo class, you don't have to do half of the day at the thing. You, you just know? have to learn. Hand, so hand I just combat. go in there and they give us a little outfits and shit. And I give a lot of doing that army shit. So I wasn't even doing shit in the air. I'm fucking yeah. I'm making people laugh. These motherfuckers put me in a tournament. That's I said, no, I'm in I'm Korea. Gone. I said, I'm passed. I don't, I don't. They said, we'll just tell your captain that you just denied it, and then you and then you get in trouble. I said, okay, okay, fuck it, I do it. So I'm gonna just scrap somebody, try to get out of it. You know, like I'm sick and shit. We get to the tournament. The guy I'm supposed to. We white belts. Yeah. <laughs> That's right next to a garbage man. We ain't learn <laughs> shit. We don't know shit. So they said the guy I'm supposed to supposed to this. Fought, had to go back to this overseas, go back home. He had an emergency. Sure. So they picked the guy two belts over me. Jesus. So they say, and the guy was trying to coach me. You could do it. Just focus. You know, he's just a man. You, man, fuck all this. <laughs> so they convinced me to go out there. All I did was run around the ring. <laughs> so what the was guy the, couldn't what, catch me. <laughs> what was the setting? What was the setting for the fight? Was it in like a ring or was it in like a like the mat like uh, karate? It was kid. a karate kid with a nigga in it. <laughs> Dude, with a, a nigga so, in tears. That's so <laughs> So funny. I'm nervous as fuck. I'm running back and forth. He's like, Tony, Tony, stop running. <laughs> so I think I, all I got to do is waste time. I only do three three rounds, two minutes. So I got to waste time. By the end of the, near the end of the second round, I guess he timed me. I was running past him. This motherfucker front kicked me, caught me in the middle of my chest, <laughs> hit me, kicked me so hard, my shoulders clapped. <laughs> I felt my whole shoulders wham and came back out and, and I just threw up and went to the I went to the they drove me to the thing and said, You doing good, you're doing good. 
I am done. I'm broke. Yeah. Wait, like, I, I, I know you're rushing to the edge of the story, but you, uh, when you first told me a story, you said that you couldn't go down all the way. <laughs> and you said like you, you said he kicked you, so you went down, but it wasn't down enough to not get hit again. And they said they were all yelling at you to get there. He's like, Tony, you got to get no. down. And you're like... <laughs> I tried, no, I tried to take a fall. When he kicked me, it hit knocked me into the rope when I came back out. And I tried to fall, but my back was broke. So I couldn't lean. And the rope kept me up. And then he pop, pop, popped me with a couple of punches. And then I just, I just, I thought I blacked out, but I didn't. My organs just wasn't working, nigga. It was oh my bad. God. Oh, fuck. my God. And then I'm like, fuck karate ever since then. Fuck Bruce Dude, Lee. Dude, that's so <laughs> fucking funny. They put you in a ring and they're like, all right, this guy really does want to fight. And he knows what yeah. he's doing. You got balls though to yeah. get get in to, there to get into a, a tournament where it's like you're gonna get in trouble. It's like, well, I don't want to go get beat up in a fucking ring. Either. Yeah, but I don't <laughs> want to get in trouble. With... No, the thought, that, the <laughs> no. thought that you they had you in a rice paddy cleaning up the shit or something. The bro. thought that there is some fucking organized crime in Korea betting on it. You know, <laughs> like some yeah. triad motherfuckers yeah. are like, oh, who is this? Who is this black soldier that joins the in, fight? I was in the artillery. In artillery in Korea, you're like I was five miles from five miles from the DMZ. Yeah, yeah, right so the North Korean border, which is my fucking... unit had to spend every unit got to spend thirty days on the DMZ. Yeah, just standing I was there on the line, which is basically like a weigh-in for a boxing match for thirty days. Dude, you're just staring at another. And guy's your face. mission is to, to hold them off because this is a suicide mission, just yeah. in case it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. if they come over the wall, yeah. So the it was in the winter, there. two feet of snow. We got two guys walked at the perimeter. We check in and we walk back around. And we got, I got a gun, I got a, a machete, I got two grenades, magazines already. This is real shit. Yeah. I'm up there shivering. I'm fucking about to cry. I want to go home. This and this. And it's quiet. And then, and then in the daytime, the North Koreans had their speaker on telling you to come over and just defect. Go through the gate. Come on over. It's a quarter of a mile of woods between the two countries. So that's just the announcement. And, They're like, hey, son, it'd be pretty cool if you came over here. Son. Why don't you come over here? We have hot cheese sandwiches. I'm walking <laughs> past the gate. It's quiet as shit. It's snowing. It's middle of the night. A owl came out the bushes. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> I fell back. Lost the weapon. Rolled oh, down the God. hill in the snow. Crawled in the snow before they got to me. Grab my weapon. I'm crying. I'm screaming. Who's there? And they go grab me. The, the sign went off. When that siren go off, it means it's shit about to happen. Everybody came out half dressed. Motherfuckers putting on shit. They got their vests on, their gun, getting in the foxholes. The tanks is revved up. All because a fucking owl. Yeah. So, <laughs> That's so, so, it's I, happening. Some guy woke up. It's happening. It took three hours for Jesus. everything to settle down. Oh. So they got me and they had to. Had to interrogate me and see what's going on and evaluate the situation. And I had to come up with the... <laughs> if I told him it was an owl, they would kick me out the arm. Yeah, they're like, you, you can't serve here I anymore. said, I seen him. He was there. I, he couldn't get a, I couldn't get his face. But when he seen him, <laughs> and I had to beat on him, and I don't know if I hit him. Uh, Did you check? And then, well, we didn't see no, no sign of some. He was there. It's all my my yeah. thing. Well, he was there, and then you just hope that they bring up some old Korean. And to this day, I never told none of my friends that the motherfucker so wasn't there. They're looking for footprints and everything, everything. for hours. They're so looking for broken prints. And then you, you just hope that they bring up old Korean folklore, where they go, "You actually saw what we call the spirit of winter. He was in the the snow goblin comes from the sides." And Tony, Tony's just goes, he goes "Oh, oh yeah. he goes." He goes 
Oh yeah, it was the snow goblin. Goes, oh, you yeah. saw you saw Ging- every seventeen years. You saw Ging Sung. You saw Ging Sung Chu. Yeah. <laughs> Who is there? Winter goes. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he opens up a scroll. And you go. Oh, this, this is was be good. this was foretold that a black messenger would tell us of Winter. <laughs> that's what it, the prophecy's been fulfilled. <laughs> Tony's just got a yeah. prophecy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. The I'm the, told I'm the, us I'm, to go back. I'm the bringer of doom. I'm the bringer of doom. <laughs> that's me. That's it. it wasn't an owl. And it only sign, the only sign, the only thing I can get him is the spirit told me rice is good for us. <laughs> yeah, there you go. He's, he's all right. He's all, this guy checks out. <laughs> Guys, let him back. God damn it. In 10 years in the army, then came right to comedy. Damn. Right to comedy. But that is the best recipe of having real life experience to then go on stage with. Cause then you're just actually like, when I t- when I'm on stage, I tell stories that I've been through. I just exaggerate them a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. But then I never make shit up. Yeah, but that's the, I mean that story right there is fucking yeah, hilarious. I got a house full of kids. And yeah, <laughs> like, I'm ongoing. Yeah, yeah. Fuck this, dude. That's, <laughs> but dude, it's just uh, and I tell you, man, thank you for doing comedy because. I get always one of my favorites uh, to watch. I appreciate since, that, dude. Since the day I started, man. And I, and I said, this show, like, the audience, I'm so happy you did this show because the audience is familiar with you just because of how much I've played. Oh, right, and, and right. This, it, it's, it's required watching in this house is your set, uh, particularly <laughs> on uh, on Shaq, the all-star road. It's just one of my favorite. Uh, Christine, that's what made Christine fall in love with you when I showed her. I think that was the tightest 15 minutes. I've ever did. Really? It was so, it's so good. <laughs> I did three one-hour specials. I did Comic View 10 years in a row, HBO five times. But that 15 minutes on Shaq thing, and Bobby Brown had talked to me for t- four years because I said Michael Jackson dead, Bobby Brown living. That's, when you do the faces. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker dead. No, 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 no. I knew the, the, the cocaine. He alive. But we got to start having <laughs> meetings, Jesus. We can't oh, just start shaking uh, us. So he goes, you can't get any. Shaman up there. Um, we got to end the show. I know they make us rap. Yeah, we got to rap quick. Tony T at Tony T Roberts. At, follow me, people on social media. At, yeah. See him live. Go Stress Factory Fourth of July weekend. DanSoder.com. BigJComedy.com. At the Bonfire SXM on social media. We love you guys. See you tomorrow. Goodbye. Drive safe. You've been listening to Sirius XM's Bonfire. New episodes every Tuesday through Friday mornings and full shows always on Sirius XM. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. <laughs> 